1: Governor Ralph Northam says there'll be no immediate changes to COVID-19 restrictions before Labor Day weekend. However, hundreds of positive COVID-19 cases have been reported at Virginia colleges and universities in recent weeks. Governor Northam says he'll wait and see if the state needs to step in. Whitney Evans reports.
0: The Richmond Times-Dispatch surveyed schools across the state last week and found at least 558 positive cases at colleges and universities across the state. The schools had to submit reopening plans to the State Council of Higher Education for Virginia before resuming classes this semester. Governor Ralph Northam told reporters the numbers are concerning and he's watching closely to make sure schools follow those plans and communicate with local health districts.
1: As long as we see that continuing to happen uh, then I think we can proceed but if if it's not um, and I certainly have the the opportunity to intervene and, and make changes.
0: As of Tuesday afternoon, there are 165 coronavirus cases on Virginia Commonwealth University's campus, including 13 staff members. Whitney Evans, VPM
1: News. Governor Northam also noted that the rate of infections is on the rise in southwest Virginia, while rates in other areas of the state remain mostly steady. The average new case number in southwest Virginia, Northam says, rose from about 80 per day two months ago to more than 200. Northam said state officials are keeping a close eye on the region and are visiting restaurants and bars to ensure they're following safety guidelines. VCU Health started a clinical trial this week of a potential treatment to prevent COVID-19 from spreading among household members. Charles Fishburn reports.
0: If someone in your household has COVID-19, how do you avoid it? Dr. Michael Dunnenberg is leading a clinical trial in VCU Health that uses COVID-19 antibodies he believes could provide almost immediate protection.
1: The purpose of the study is to test whether antibodies that are engineered in the lab can protect people against getting infected.
0: Administering the antibodies directly by injection could give the body the components it needs to be immune.
1: If it works, it would be effective very quickly, much faster than a vaccine would, but it wouldn't last nearly as long as a vaccine can. Richmond is one of multiple sites across the country conducting the trials. Charles Fishburne, VPM News. Richmond School Board members voted Monday to allow five school buildings to be used to provide emergency child care. However, they requested an agreement with the city that will outline what exactly the setup of the sites will look like. The vote comes after Mayor LaVar Stoney requested help from the school district in providing child care to Richmond parents. The school board accepted his request in a vote of 6-0. to zero. School Board member Kenya Gibson is one of two members that abstained.
0: I don't understand why the city waited so long to make this recommendation that's put us in a position where we are forced to vote a week before school starts.
1: In his request, Stoney said the city has $3 million from CARES Act funding that can be used towards child care. Mayor Stoney officially kicked off his re-election campaign yesterday. As Roberta Roldan reports, he's launching his campaign with an endorsement from Governor Ralph Northam. Standing alongside Governor Northam, Stony touted what he sees as his biggest accomplishments over the last 4 years. I ran in 2016 and said I would be an education mayor. I'll be handing over the keys to RPS this week to open 3 new schools. Stony also outlined his commitments for the next 4 years if he wins re-election. They include universal preschool, police reform, and redeveloping the old public housing communities commonly referred to as the courts. If the next 10 years the gaps remain on education achievement, on wealth building, then we will have missed our moment as a city. Stony faces a large group of challengers in November, including City Councilwoman Kim Gray, lawyer Justin Griffin, and community organizer Alexis Rogers. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Virginia is receiving more than $1.4 million in federal funds to preserve and protect public lands in the Commonwealth, Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine announced the funding in a press release yesterday. The John J. Radcliffe Conservation Area in Chesterfield County will get just over $400,000 to acquire more than 70 acres and expand outdoor recreation areas. The senator said in a joint statement that the money will preserve and protect Virginia's rich history and beautiful landscapes. A number of press freedom advocacy groups sent a letter to Richmond City leaders Tuesday condemning recent attacks on local journalists by police. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa reports.
0: The Student Press Law Center is calling on Mayor LeVar Stoney and Richmond Police Chief Gerald Smith to discipline police officers who have cracked down on local reporters during the recent protests. The letter is co-signed by the Virginia Press Association and a number of other journalism groups. They also call on RPD to meet with local news organizations to discuss police treatment of journalists on the field. The police chief first proposed this meeting in late July. The groups raised concerns about possible First Amendment violations, citing numerous cases of excessive police force against reporters. This includes an incident in May where VPM reporter Roberto Roldan was pepper-sprayed by police, which is still under an internal investigation. Alan rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News.
1: VPM reached out to the mayor's office and RPD for comment and are waiting for a response. School districts across the country, including in Richmond, are considering severing ties with local police departments amid nationwide protests over police reform. That means police in Richmond Public Schools are under the microscope as the community tries to understand what happened in the nearly 400 student arrests over the last two school years. VPM's Megan Pauley obtained body camera footage of a 2018 arrest at Armstrong High School that the student and other experts say was unwarranted. A warning, this story contains some graphic language.
0: It all started with a lighter. The police officer's body camera footage shows a school security officer walking out of the cafeteria into the hallway to call for backup to confiscate a lighter from 16-year-old sophomore Mike. We're not using his last name to protect his identity.
1: Oh yeah, no, a lighter is not allowed on school property
0: at all. The police officer and a second school security officer approach Mike yelling at him that a lighter isn't allowed at school. Mike appears to panic and jumps across a lunch table, trying to run away. An officer catches his foot mid-jump and he manages to land on two feet. Then two officers grab him and put him in handcuffs. First, Mike is pushed face down into a lunch table and then onto the floor.
1: I really wanted to get him out of this school. I no longer trusted them.
0: That's Mike's mom, Diana. She came to the school after the incident and asked to see body camera footage, but was denied that request. She says Mike was transported to the hospital in a police car and remained in handcuffs until after the doctor examined him.
1: I said, "Why well, did you take four of y'all. You know, so the, I guess he was a sergeant. He said, um, I would not seen grown men hurt officers. So this is a child.
0: The police report says Mike was arrested and criminally charged for, quote, jumping on cafeteria lunch tables and disrupting the normal flow of the school. That meant Mike had to go to court. The judge gave him a deal, stay out of trouble for a year and will dismiss the charges. Mike's charges were finally dropped this past January, over a year after his arrest. Mike says the whole experience was traumatic and made him not want to go to school.
1: I, I was just feeling mad, too, because I felt
0: like I won't really end the wrong, because I won't really I'm trying to harm nobody. Mike's case was just one of about 250 arrests in RPS that school year. About 30 arrests were for disorderly conduct, the official charge in Mike's case. Virginia lawmakers recently outlawed this charge for minors in school. Mike now goes to another school in another district. But he says his personal experience at Armstrong High impacted his perception of police in schools, at least in RPS. He says they shouldn't be there. They just want to, like, get you for something. There is definitely a feeling that some of these kids are being picked on or they're being targeted. That's Marissa Boyce, a Richmond public defender who represents young people in court like Mike. She recalls a video from 2019 of a Richmond officer, not a school resource officer, yelling, wait until your asses turn 18 to a group of middle school students. I can't even imagine the community outcry that would occur if people could see the things that I see on body camera footage. She says it's problematic that the only time she even sees body cam footage is when a student has already been charged. I feel like I'm seeing the same officers over and over. And I'm seeing them do things that I think are objectively bad. She'd like to see more accountability for officers' actions, in school and on the street. So would Diana, Mike's mom. She said there was no internal review of the officers involved in her son's arrest that she's aware of. The Richmond Police Department wouldn't make individual officers available to talk to me for this story and did not comment directly on Mike's case. A spokesperson did confirm that the agency randomly reviews body cam footage from two SROs a month, but not all of them. I did sit down with Lt. Ronnie Armstead, who oversees school resource officers in Richmond Public Schools. In terms of oversight, he said officers have to share student arrest information with police sergeants. They, they always shoot this, uh, call the sergeants, send them emails, send them texts about everything, if an arrest is made, they let they know about it in advance. They know about it before paperwork is even before paperwork is done. Sometimes they know about it already and we have no issues with them. VPM obtained arrest records from last school year. The majority show fights between students. Armstead says that these arrests only represent a fraction of the total number of fights students get into. I mean, if we would arrest for every altercation that took place in a school, it would be hundreds it would literally be hundreds so i guess people must understand we only arrest if it's a case-by-case case, it's a necessary it's a clear i mean i mean there's clear can't avoid it violation of the law that we can't just say walk away from it richmond public schools confirmed that there were over 500 fights last year and that about 10 percent of those resulted in an arrest Still, the district's superintendent, Jason Kamras, doesn't think police need to be in schools. Last year, the district spent over $4 million on school security staff. These officers don't have a badge and a gun, but do receive some training on how to de-escalate situations and work with youth. And the district is implementing a new restorative justice program this fall designed to defuse conflict and even prevent it before an officer gets involved. Harry Hughes, chief schools officer for RPS, says they're having teachers hold what are called community circles at the beginning of the school day, every day, at all grade
1: levels. If we were in person, the community circle would literally be be set up like a circle. There's a, a great body of research that shows the power of putting individuals in circle as a way to build relationships between them.
0: The circles are supposed to help a student own up to their mistakes, while at the same time, providing space for the victim to talk about how they were hurt.
1: Instead of just taking children and saying, well, you two, you two fault, so let's go ahead and suspend you for a few days, when we all know that suspension does not change behaviors. We take those children and give them an opportunity to talk out their issues,
0: The Richmond School Board is expected to vote on whether or not to remove police from city schools sometime this fall. But since police are employees of the city and not the school district, Mayor LeVar Stoney and city council would ultimately have to sign off on the superintendent's request to reallocate the funds spent on these officers to other staff like counselors. Megan Pauley, VPM News.
1: All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org/news. This has been the Daily VPM newscast. VPM